Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. everybody welcome back to the equip you and grace podcast my name is dave and i'm the host for this show and today we're gonna uh end this year 2022 this will be the last episode for this year talking about well uh, we every year we do a, a, a an episode to uh talk about reading the bible in the next year so this episode will be about that. And, you know, as we talk about this, you know, you you might be thinking about um, reading the Bible next year, developing a, a reading through a plan or whatever. All of those things are, are great. It's also great, though, if you pick a, a book of the Bible and you're just going to read it and you're going to study it and you're going to you're going to read it, and then you're going to read some good commentaries and those types of things. Um, you know, reading the whole Bible through is great also. So don't hear me, don't hear me say otherwise. But um, whatever you end up doing, whether you read just one book for, let's say, three, six months, and then you read another one, don't feel like you have to rush yourself through the Bible. It's really important that you do read the Bible, um, find find a find a pace, you know that is good for you. Spend five ten minutes in God's Word every every day. I want to start off this episode that way because you know what, it's so important for for our for for the health of our Christian life and any ministry that we're in that we are in God's Word. The, the more that we're taking in God's Word, the more the, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is going to use the Word in our life to help us, help us to grow to be more like Christ. That's, that's what the Word does in our life. It's a vehicle that the Lord uses, the Word, uh, by the Spirit of God. Uh, so the more that we take in God's Word, the more that the Spirit is going to use the word to convict us and to help us to grow to be more like Christ. You know, one of my first point in this show is it's a really it's a really big one in the in the time in which we're living in. Um, you are audience my audience already knows these these things. So um, even if you're new, you probably have heard me say most of these things before. So consider this at a reminder, consider this an encouragement, and consider this uh, a way that you can share this episode with your friend that might be thinking about these things. Um, so that that's I hope that this will minister to you and help you. Read the Bible because it is the only way to know God. God's Word is inspired. It's reliable. It's trustworthy. It's inerrant. It's without error. 
It's infallible. It's, it's um, without the possibility of error. It's clear. It's sufficient. It's for, for our life, for our godliness. It's authoritative, meaning that it's binding on our life. We call this special revelation. It's, it's God's word to us. It's, as one, one uh, a friend, close friend over the years has said, it's our true north. It's the only way to know God. It's the compass of our soul. It helps us. It's the only way that we can know God's character, his ways, and, and only way to know God, to know his attributes, to know his beauty. And uh, we're going we're gonna to say more about that. But it's so important today because you have all these, these voices today suggesting that there's all sorts of ways in which to know God. And there is only one way to know God, and that is to know him as he has specifically revealed himself in the Bible. And this is so this is an important point in our conversation about reading the Bible because how else are you going I mean you might read a a visit uh, Spurgeon said many books, but always visit the Bible. You know, that means that we should spend time in God's Word, five to ten minutes to start with. You know, if you start in Genesis and you work your way slowly through the Bible, you, you can do it. Um, you know, another good thing to do is to read the book that your pastor is preaching through. In fact, if you're a pastor and you listen to this show, you know what, encourage the people, uh, maybe at the end of the of the service, hey, you know, we have a maybe encourage them and have a plan, have a schedule of what your the how the book is going to how you're preaching through the book. And even if that changes, and I know it can change, at least the people are reading ahead and you, they have a, a plan that you know you're going through. That that's a really practical uh, help uh, to the people in in the church, and um, it's it's really good. But you know, however you read the Bible this year. This is going to help you to know more of our God as he has specifically revealed himself in his word. The second point that I have for you is equally important. It's sort of related. It's related to the first point, but um, it's this. It's read the Bible because it's the only way to hear his voice. What I mean by that is it's been said that if you want to hear God speak, read his word. If you want to hear him speak out loud, read his word out loud. And that's exactly what I mean when I say said this. Read the Bible because it's the only way to hear his voice. We today are inundated by this idea that we can hear from God outside of scripture the only way to hear though from god is to hear him from his word so if somebody comes to you and says i have a word from the lord i i heard from god um, ask them for a text of scripture because this is the only uh, scripture is the only authoritative and binding word that god has given us he is not going to he does not, I should say, speak outside of Scripture. 
Instead, what God does is he has revealed himself in the word of God and in the 66 books that constitute the word of God. And that's enough for us. That, that's what we mean when, the Bible, when we say that the Bible is sufficient. It's for our life, for our godliness. It's for, as I also say, for every, every, uh, every square inch of our lives before his face. And it's enough for us, and it always will be. And that's why we can know, that's the way that we can discern even truth from error as 1 Thessalonians 5.21 commands us. We're to test all things and to hold fast to what is good. And the only way to do that is to know what is in the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation and everywhere in between. That is why we are to read the Word. Um and it because it, it helps us to rightly discern. Okay, this teacher says this, but the Bible says this. Okay, so I'm going to go with what God has said, not what the preacher has said that's outside the Bible. Okay, that's what we mean. That's what it means to test all things and to hold fast to what is good. Does the, is the pastor explaining what the text means, or is the pastor overlaying his thoughts and maybe even some conjecture about some things now there's a difference here now when 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 a, when your pastor is preaching and giving you cultural background that's not the same as him giving your opinion that's helping you understand more of the background and the text of scripture so that you can understand more of the meaning these things are vitally important um now if he's just going off on a random tangent and um, not tying it to the text, you know, that's, that's, that's what I mean here. The only way to know, uh, the only way to hear God and from God is to know him as he is revealed in the word of God. That is why in a day and age in which many people are saying, Look, you can you can just hear from the Lord, and, and that's good. You're good. You had a word from God. Well, where's, where is the word, the only word that we need? And the last and the closing word, the final word, Hebrews 1, 1 through 2, tell us is in the word of God, in the person and the work of, of Jesus Christ. He is the last, the closing, and the final word, and that is it. Because the whole Bible, from cover to cover, testifies of the Lord. So the only way to hear his voice is to read his word. If you want to hear him speak out loud, read his word out loud. So that is hugely important in the time in which we are living. And it's so important because that's the way you're going to be able to discern truth from error. And another reason why you should be reading the Bible. Maybe I'll, I'll throw in this th as a third point. Read the Bible to delight in God. You know, Bi Bible reading, just to be clear here, isn't, isn't something that we're to do to, to check off our spiritual to-do list, our things to do every day. When we're, when we're reading God's Word, it is a delight. Now, the Psalm, Psalm 1 comes to mind. We're supposed to delight in the in the Lord and in the word that he has given us because he has revealed himself in this book. 
so, so not only is it the only way to know God, and not only is it the only way to hear his voice, but behind the Bible is a God who Titus 1-2 says never lies. And so the only way to know this God, to know his authoritative and clear and uh, trustworthy, reliable, sufficient word, is to know him and to know him is to delight in the revelation in the 66 books that he has given to us and so it's out of this understanding that we go past the idea that that bible reading is a chore that bible reading is a duty that bible reading is even a legalism and somebody even talking about bible reading is somehow a legalist okay bible reading is not legalism um, Bible reading is not to be a chore. Bible reading is not to be a duty. We're talking about getting to know the very God who made us, who fashioned us, as Psalm 139 says, in our mother's womb. It's the only way to know God. It's the only way to hear his voice. And so we we open and we read our Bible. We study it. We memorize. We meditate. We apply it all to get to know this God who, because of Christ, delights over us. And how do we know that? We know it because we read the Word. So that's the third point. Delight in the Lord by reading His Word. So fourth point, read the Bible because it's, it's the only way to know Christ and to grow in His grace. We see this in John five thirty nine in Luke 24, in Luke, in... Uh, John 5.39, it says that the scriptures testify of me. This is Jesus' words. And the whole Bible, from Genesis to Revelation and everywhere in between, it testifies of Christ. In Luke 24, Jesus, uh, Luke 24.27, Jesus interpreted the, the Old Testament to them. This is so important because it shows us Jesus view of the old testament he took it seriously he believed it was inspired um, every jot and tittle of it uh, was inspired and uh, the whole bible um, he used and so you know we as christians we read and we study the whole bible the whole 66 books second uh, timothy three sixteen. also all scriptures inspired by god and is, is for our good right so that we can be trained up and grow in godliness, um, and and so many other passages come to mind that we could that we could recite and and read and consider as we talk about this. And so, so when I say that reading read the Bible because it's the only way to know and grow in the grace of God, um, that's because the Bible has a central story and it has a central person at the at the heart of that story from Genesis to Revelation and everywhere in between. Um, scripture has a clear story, and it, has, it tells that story of a person who, in Christ, has come to, to bleed, to come into the world as a sinless substitute, to pay the penalty in our place and for our sin, to be buried and to rise again, and to make a people who were once not a people and make them his own. Um, and then... He's going to return. Um, but in the in-between time, we, uh, in between the time of his, uh, him saying in John 19.30 and the time of him coming again, we have work to do. We have work to do making disciples who make disciples for the glory of God and to grow in his grace, as we'll, we're going to talk about here 
in just a minute. So we've talked today about, so far, about reading, read the Bible because it's the only way to know God. That was the first point. The second point that we consider was read the Bible because it's the only way to hear his voice. The third point is read the Bible to delight in the God who has revealed himself. And the fourth point we just considered was read the Bible because it's the only way to know Christ and to grow in his grace. And so uh, the, the fifth point, read the Bible to grow with others in the local church through the preaching of God's word. Now, this is a really, really important point because especially in, in the times in which we live, because it's, it's thought, well, I'm reading my Bible, so what do I need to do? What do I need to be with God's people? And the answer is just go and read God's word. And then notice all of Paul's epistles, the majority, almost every single one of them, are addressed to local churches in a place and to a people. And that will tell you that, you know, when, when they received this letter, they read it out loud and they did so in community. This was the, the, the people that Paul was addressing they lived in an oral culture. We today are not a, where Paul and others would write letters to address people. And so this is why we need to understand that the Christian faith is not a, a lone ranger, if you prefer lone wolf. We're not to do it alone. You know, we one of the reasons that we were saved is that we would do life with with one another, that we would, this is why Paul, this is why uh, the, the New Testament epistles 50 times or so tell us to one another each other. The, this fills out what our life together in our local churches, as we do life under biblically qualified elders and pastors, this is what our life is to look like. And so Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. What is preaching? Preaching is where the preacher takes books of the Bible and preaches them, not in a selection that he chooses, but he goes through books of the Bible. The history of preaching um, in, in the church is a history of preaching through books of the Bible, verse by verse and line by line. And when the church has failed to do that, that's when there have been issues um, and error and heresy. When the church... When you look at church history and you see the history of preaching where there's been robust what we call expository preaching that is verse by verse and line by line through books of the Bible, that's the time when you see uh, the church growing and, and really thriving and, and you see a lot of really amazing things because that's where God's people are really fed and equipped in the local church. In fact, this is one of the primary drivers of the Protestant Reformation to recover a, a solid understanding of the doctrine of Scripture for the purpose of making the pulpit central in the life and the ministry of the local church. You, you see this especially in John Calvin, who preached sometimes up to many, many times, many weeks, up to four times a week, and then he had hundreds of letters that he, maybe even more, that he hand wrote and responded to. Uh, that's, a, that's amazing. But that's the, that's, the, that's the steady diet. The pulpit is to drive the ministry of the local church. And the local church is the instrument, the primary instrument, 
that God is using in the world to draw the lost to himself, to help make disciples who make disciples. That's why here at Servants of Grace, we're not the local church. We are a resource ministry. We are aiming to resource and to be a help to the local church. This is why this fifth point is so important, because uh, we are to be in the local church under biblically qualified male elders, as 1 Timothy 3 and Titus uh, 1 says, so that we can grow with others uh, in the local church through the preaching of God's word. And you know what? I've had some people tell me over the years, you know, I don't need preaching. Guess what? Um, You need preaching like you need air and you need uh, food and you need sleep and you need water and you need drink uh, like water and uh, juice and those kind of things. You need preaching. You need preaching no matter who you are. In fact, you know what? I'll say it this way. I need preaching. I need to hear the word. I need to be under the word. I need to hear the word again and again. Even if it's a good reminder, I need that reminder. It is good for my soul. It's the means that God uses to grow me. It's the means that he's using to grow you. Um, enjoy it. Enjoy the ministry of the word. Find a church that that has the right a right and a, a view of the word as the inspired, inerrant, sufficient, um, infallible uh, authoritative word of God. If you have questions about that, please email me, Dave at servantsofgrace.org. I would love to be of help to you in this way to find a local church that believes the right things about the Bible. You know, that's where we are today. We need to have a, a our churches need to be solidly rooted in and be uh, functioning under and by the Word of God under biblically qualified male pastors. That's why um, in a recent interview uh, with a good friend of mine who hosts a show that we uh, have on Servants of Grace uh, for Life and Godliness, I, he asked me, what is the, the biggest issue in the church? And I said the doctrine of Scripture. Because if we would get our doctrine of Scripture right, that will straighten out a lot of things about our doctrine of God, of, of Christ, of the church, of of a lot of things uh, that are happening today. And it'll help us, especially practically in our ministry, if you're a pastor, to preach the Word, because your view of the Scriptures affects how you're going to handle um, the Word of God and how you're going to minister to people with that Word on as you enter the pulpit and as you minister to others. And then that's going to affect how people in your church go out and as, as they gather together and then they're sent out how they're going to minister and handle the word uh, as they minister it to others. So we need, need to be clear about a right view of the Bible and how it affects all of life, including our, our life together and our ministry uh, to one another. So here's the last point, the sixth point. Read the Bible to serve others because of your union with Christ. You know, we often think, well, I'm reading the Bible personally, perhaps you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a local church. I, I strongly encourage that, as I said, especially I become a member of a Bible-believing and gospel-preaching church under biblically qualified male elders. And uh, there's a lot more to that that I would say, but that those are the basics. But um, you don't just be a consumer. Don't just sit. If you're in a church like that, don't just sit and be a consumer. You're reading the Bible. You're in Bible studies. You're in a small group, Lord willing. 
and, and you're growing with other people, serve other people in your local church. What does that look like? You might wonder. What, what's, what are some practices? Well, um, you know, consider if you guys have a meal. Uh, sign up to participate, to make a meal for your small group. Sign up to make a dessert and then make the dessert. Bring it to, to serve other people, to love them, to care for them. Um, you know, uh, or just make a dessert or, or something for your small group just because you want to, uh, for them to enjoy and to serve them. Uh, find practical ways uh, to get involved. That can look like, one, uh, hold the door for somebody. Get involved in greeting somebody. You don't even have to be a greeter to greet somebody at the door. You can greet them as, as the, after the greeter greets them. You can say, hey, welcome to church. Just get there maybe 15 minutes before service starts, and you can be useful um, handing, out, handing out the bulletin or just greeting people after, they, after they've been handed the bulletin and, or, or uh, uh, help clean up and, and, uh, after service. And, I mean, there's a hundred ways to get involved in your local church, and there's always a need. So, uh, but do so because... You're growing. You're reading the Bible. You're studying the Bible. You're you're wanting. The, in fact, the more that you're growing in your in your knowledge of the Bible, the more that you will desire to to serve the Lord, not just to sit and be a consumer uh, of the of the preaching and the ministry of the church, but to participate uh, in ministry with with others. Now, you might not have a lot of time, and but you know what? The one thing that you can do is you can greet somebody. You can say, you know what, it's good to see you here today. And you know what, those things make a big difference. If even that's all you can do, that makes a big difference in the life of the church. Another thing I'll say, show up to membership meetings. If you're a regular attender or a member, there is no reason for you not to go to those. To hear about what the Lord is doing in the in the church, those things are often announced um, well in advance. Make use of that time. Go there. Uh, to know what's happening in the church so that you can be praying and uh, get involved in serving and, and everything. Well, friends, um, you know, there's a lot to say about all these six things, but as I land the plane here and the, on this last episode of, you know, 2022, I just want to say, uh, first, I want to say thank you for listening and watching Equipping You in Grace this past year. It is such a privilege, and it's amazing to me to see how the Lord ha- ha- continues to grow uh, Servants of Grace, continues to grow our various podcasts. Thank you so much for praying, for supporting this ministry uh, through your prayers uh, as we aim to be a resource to the local church throughout the world. God is God is so faithful. He is so good. Um, second, um, I am really excited about the next year and what the Lord might do through this ministry as we continue to grow. Um, there's a number of things on the forefront that I'm excited to share um, that are coming. So be pray- be in prayer about, uh, about a number of various possibilities and things that the Lord continues to move us to, to continue to grow. Uh, those announcements will be coming in the new year. Uh, I'm not sure, probably towards, uh, towards the end of the first quarter and, uh, of the year of 2023. So be in prayer for us as that, about that. And, um, lastly, I just want to say this one last thing to wrap up this episode. 
Actually, there's two more things. Uh, but I'll, I'll say it this. I want to wish you and your family a happy, happy new year. I hope that this next year is full of lots of time in God's word and in study of his word personally and corporately with God's people. And here's the last point. I pray that this year that you'll delight in God by reading his word to to know him, to hear his voice as he has revealed himself in the word, and you'll delight in the God who has revealed himself in the scripture. Because that's the only way that you're going to know Christ. That's the only way you're going to grow in his grace. And that's the only way that you're going to grow with others in the local church through the preaching of God's word. To know God as he has revealed himself in his word. And that's the only way that you as a Christian are going to have that desire to serve others because of your union with Christ. So I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode, this last episode of 2022 of Equipping You Grace. Until until we uh, talk again in the, the, the first week of 2023, every Monday and Wednesday we have new episodes. May God bless you and keep you, and I hope that your New Year's Eve and, and New Year's Day are, are blessed. Thank you for listening to the Equipping You and Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.